Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of VA7FL. My name is Casey Cox, the host of this podcast somehow. Alongside me, my partner, Derek Duncan, Double D, the division owner of VA7FL Nevada. What's up, what's up? Thanks for the intro, Casey. Who we have for guest tonight, buddy? And for guest tonight, we have out of, was a member of a Florida A7FL team. It is Rashad Davis. Wait, wow. don't, of course, don't, don't sell him short. The return record holder and single game touchdown A7FL record holder. Is that right, Rashad? Yes, sir. And in, okay. and in the entire season, too. Wait, what was that last thing? In the entire season, too. Ain't nobody uh, ran more touchdowns than me in the returns in an entire season as well. So Wow, okay. Like, like, I don't, wow, don't, don't want to not give you your props. You need your flowers while we're sitting here. Yeah, Fish. yeah, absolutely. I feel like that was some shade, sir. No. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love this play. All love this hard work and dedication. And that second voice, Casey, who was that? That is, of course, one of the MVPs of the A7FL Nevada. It is Curtis Pac-Man Jones. How are you doing tonight, Curtis? I'm good. How are you doing, Casey? Doing good, doing good. Good to have right. you on tonight. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, so thank you. So Pac said, I felt like that was shade because he is our special teams MVP for Nevada. Kurt, how many touchdown returns did you have this year? Can I, can I tell you the truth or you want me to lie? No, I don't <laughs> want the truth, man. <laughs> uh, my first return was in, in New Jersey. I never was returned. I never returned or played special teams until the playoffs. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I, thought, so I didn't very, realize that. Yeah, hmm. every chance I got, the ball would, like, go over my head or go out of bounds or it was someone else's turn, you know. So selflessly, you know, I, hey, my team, I let my teammates do it. Hmm. Well, hey, look, you got to let somebody else shine every now and then, save your hey. save your legs so you can be fresh on, on the other stuff you was doing for the squad, right? Hey, as long as the team's winning, I'm good. I'm chilling on the sideline, you know. <laughs> Well, uh, I want yeah, to thank exactly. I want to thank everybody for being on tonight. Obviously, Casey's required to, but you gentlemen giving up your night uh, and being part of what we're trying to build here, uh, just kind of get let you guys know what's going going on with us. We're fresh off of uh, two separate days of intense uh, conversations regarding the future of Las Vegas and our fall season and getting prepped for our spring season. We did an online player session on Tuesday that was very well attended. I think the uh, views for the video and structure that's up to like 700 views now. So we're hoping there's a, a lot nicely of, done. A lot of players, a lot of fans who are paying attention to what we're doing. And then we did the coaches meeting today. Uh, we had uh, four members in attendance, uh, one online, our commissioner was online. And uh, the other guys who, who checked in after the fact, let us know that they weren't going to be able to be there. So we had Everyone at least present and accounted for. We're looking like we're going to have a real strong eight-team season in Southern Nevada. Uh, Northern Nevada still needs to shape up, but that's where we're at. But just to give you guys a head, heads up, so we can uh, get this conversation on the road. Love it. I love it. Right on, y'all. So, uh, like I said, fast and loose. Uh, we we uh, we're used to having. You no, know, I've done this podcast twice now. Once I was on the three-on-one podcast, which is the one that comes out of the East Coast. And second time we hosted a podcast and they were on the show. Now, those dudes know how to talk and carry a show. So we are uh, forced to try to figure this out on our own for the very first time tonight. So we got 
Kurt, who's one of the most talkative guys on social media, hoping that he can fill the gaps. And Rashad is the most active dude in my inbox. So I know y'all know how to chop it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, okay. I like it. I like it. Let me kind of. Let me kind of help uh, get this kicked off then in a little bit of a conversation and we can just kind of go loosely from here. But I wanted to start mainly with Rashad, um, just kind of get a little bit about his journey, not only to the A7FL, but then his journey to reaching out to the A7FL Nevada and his decision in coming to Vegas, what what played a role in that. Yeah, Rashad, we got, we got you on our hashtag, man, Vegas versus everybody. What's up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always Vegas versus everybody. Um, it's an honor to... You know, be a part of the division. Um, what pushed me to the A7FL in general, um, I actually relocated to Orlando, Florida in 2020, January. And at that time, I was actually training to uh, get back on the pro circuit for USA Track and Field. So with that, the networking market, it kind of opened up. And I ended up putting myself into the flag football world because I did want to get back on the field and, you know, just try to see what my conditioning and strength and mobility and all of that stuff was. Ultimately, Devon Gray from Tampa 18, he had reached out to me. And from there, you know, he provided the opportunity, you know, to come and wreck shop. And a week later, I was on, a, on the train to go to Tampa. Uh, first game was against the Tampa Nightcrawlers. And, you know, I'd be funny about it now. Because I literally <laughs> made my I made my name off them. Yeah. <laughs> um, first game coming off the plane, I'm talking about nerves, tired, everything. I come out there and I go for six touchdowns. And at that point, I was like, okay, all of the training, um, like this is my time, and like this is my league, and that's what I felt. So I just wanted to, you know, continue to carry that momentum going through the rest of the Florida season. Um, it didn't pan out the way I wanted to. Pertaining to the structure, uh, you know, the people, the athletes, I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, it was kind of a bad experience uh, on the Florida division aspect. So ultimately, I took a year off. And then I had a child, so I had to come back to North Carolina to make sure the family was straight. And uh, ultimately, you know, I still wanted to get back into the A7FL. I saw my performances. I felt great about the league. And then I seen that. West Coast was, you know, getting a division. And then Nevada ended up getting a division. And I've always wanted to come West Coast. I went to school West Coast. Uh, I love the weather. I love the the climate. So I reached out uh, to the Nevada page. Uh, Derek hooked me up. And it just we just been up from there. Well, let, let, let's talk about that. because So there's a lot put in there that you just glossed over so i want to make sure to dive into that and then we'll talk about you reaching out to nevada if you don't mind absolutely so so, uh first off so you were with the tampa a team right correct and that year they went to the final four if i'm not mistaken is that correct that's correct but you were not happy with the setup down there even though they ended up a final four team can you elaborate on that a little bit i need to get a better yeah i was kind of curious about that as well yeah Uh, not for sure so I'm a guy, so I was an All-American in high school, you know, all the way up. I, I know the structure of the game. You know, I never cheated the game. And I just felt like, you know, the structure there wasn't built around. The athletes getting better pertaining to the training, the networking, the marketing, the sponsorships, like none of that was really in the play 
And even though it was a first year league, first year division, you know, there I didn't see the necessary step like the the necessary steps we needed to take to expand and to elevate. So I just felt like I was the only one holding it down. Like I was the only one training, <laughs> you know, only one, you know, really putting in the work. I averaged 31 points a game in Florida. So like the work show. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You yeah. average 31 points a game or the I, team averaged 31 points a game? Oh, I averaged 31 points. Damn. I scored, I, out, I outscored the team and the league like in that division. Like, that's what's up. Okay. <laughs> Look, so, so you have to understand. That's what's up. But like so, the, three, the three of us on this podcast, although we are all A7 all day, we don't know the history of the league like that. So to but, know there's a cat that's moving to Vegas that is responsible for 31 points a game on his own. That's, that's going to elevate our division, baby. That, that, well, that's just news mm -hmm. in its own right. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the other side of this that gives me a little pause is when you reached out to me, and we'll, we'll come back to the full reach out, uh, I reached out to Matt Ryan, who's, you know, the uh, announcer for A7 and kind of my go-to for a few things. I was like, hey, man, what, what do you know about Rashad Davis? He's like, I'm not sure I know that name. And then I told him about the returns. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him, and that was the extent of it. I don't – I'm not going to try to put Matt on blast, but he's going to hear this because he does our editing. I <laughs> fully remembered who you were to be honest because anybody that put up 31 points a game is going to have a memory in a guy who's been calling the games let's just let's just call a spade a spade at that point right right, right. So, right. yeah so uh let me just say with that please show up out here with a chip on your shoulder and make them remember you please please <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah honestly i think a lot of that had to do with uh, the hate that the Florida division was giving me. I'm a keeper of the band. Like at first, it was cool when I was out there helping the team, but once the, you know, the publicity started to shift my way and, uh, you know, just the energy just started to shift. So from there, of course, it looked like arrogance or it looked like I was just trying to stand out where in reality, like my play standed out on his own. Like, I ain't really have to say much. So from that, like I actually had to, I didn't even, I didn't even play in the playoffs in the Florida division because, oh, no. yeah, I didn't even play. Cause like either way, I knew I was going to play in the final four on any Florida team because I was the best player. Like somebody was going to pick me up. So I won't really worry. You know, I won't I really worry about my performance individually. So, so give me a quick recap in the game that, that you guys put out of the, of the playoffs. Cause we don't have the history here on the West coast. So if you could just kind of run that down for us. What happened? How'd you guys end up losing that? Was it a close game? Was it a blowout? What, what was that? All right. So the final four, it was uh, us against Patterson U. And I think the uh, LA and the BIC. Um, we got our asses with like 70 to six. I was the only one that scored. I was the only one that had positive yardage on my side of the ball. So one of the things that we've noticed, and Kirk can speak to this probably better than, than I can, because he was actually on the field making contact with them boys from, from New Jersey. I saw about putting up all those points by yourself. You know, offense and defense, I had to go out there, you know. But yeah, not beating a team by yourself with that, you know, caliber of man, team. Those the, guys the have yeah, man, it's just, it's not going to happen. And coming into that game, I knew I was going to lose. So my, my goal was to 
go in there and put my name on. And that's what I did. So now it's created, you know, an avalanche of opportunities for me. So I'm going to put a pin in this question. I'm going to ask this question and have you guys think about it. We'll come back to it. So Kurt and Rashad, I want you to think about the level of competition and from my perspective, the level of intensity and aggression from the New Jersey and Baltimore teams versus the teams you played in your division. I mm. feel personally like playing in our divisions did not get us properly prepared for what was going to happen when we went out east. Uh -huh. But I'm going to put a pin in that and have us come back to it later. So I want you to be thinking about that because that I think that's something we really need to expand on. We'll probably be the final part of the show that we'll really dive into because that's going to be oh, the yeah. most important thing for all of us moving forward for, for Vegas and and for the West Coast to have a shot when we get to the playoffs next season. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, Rashad. Yes, sir. You reached out to me and asked if you could come to the Nevada division. You were, you were the very first free agent that I saw actually reach out on his own. And when you reached out, and I'm going to paraphrase, but it sounded something like, yo, I want to come to Vegas. I want a team. and I want to be the franchise quarterback. Set me up. Mm -hmm. Quarterback. Mm -hmm. All the clips I've seen from you has been tailback and returner and receiver. So what, what's the quarterback thing? Are you, are you trying to do like a wildcat thing or you got, you got an arm too? So, and it's crazy you say that when Devon had brought me to A team, he brought me in to be the quarterback because he didn't want to, you know, have all that pressure. He wanted to actually be an athlete, et cetera, et cetera. So I came in to do that. But what happened was, so to answer your question, I'm Lamar Jackson 2.0. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's get it so, then. So when I came out there and displayed my arm, displayed my running ability, and I also played defense against the uh, night crawlers as well. I had like five, six tackles. Uh, so with that, they, I wasn't able to fully display like my talent, even on the offensive side of the ball. Like I still didn't have the opportunity to, you know, showcase, you know, my receiver's ability, uh, running back ability. Cause a lot of that was just me getting the ball and doing my thing. It was no structure behind it. It was like, you know, grandma backyard. Like that's what I was growing up to do. That's why this game is so easy to me. So, and thank you for clarifying because I was I was a little lost on that, especially when you started talking about another player from the East Coast that you might bring with you. Mm. Are you. Are you able to elaborate on that at this point, or should we save that for another show? Yeah, we probably should say that because they probably don't even know that I'm on this podcast, so I I never do that. But just know that it's major <laughs> it's gonna start an avalanche for sure well, if we haven't two, started one already it's two majors but i was talking about the one specifically that kind of mm -hmm. i talk i talked to as well so but that needs to stay in the rest we'll keep that in the rest we'll have that conversation another time because if he comes i know he's not coming for the fall facts facts so uh just a quick heads up to you i don't know if uh, coach donnie from the insomniacs gave you this information yet but he expressed to us in our coaches meeting today they're 22 strong now going into the fall. Mm -hmm. You had that same conversation? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We I already know what's going on. So the table has been set. Rashad Davis, 
most touchdowns in a season, most touchdowns in a game, going to come be the franchise quarterback of the Insomniacs. We will uh, look forward to seeing what that looks like. I want to. Oh, that's going to look exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, I don't. I don't know if you saw his clips, but that's some electric stuff. I can't wait yes. to see the arm. Um, absolutely. With, with that, I want to roll over to Pac Man and talk about the established champion of the Nevada division, the special teams MVP who never returned until the playoffs. <laughs> had two touchdowns against the BIC. How many touch and I don't know how many touchdowns against against the Snow Tribe, but Mr. Curtis Jones, tell us about your experience and for, first off, what brought you to the A7FL? Because what you told me via text gave me goosebumps. Yeah, man. I mean, just looking for another opportunity to play. Uh, like I mentioned to you earlier through text, I was just out there playing flags. Once I got home from college, I just started playing flag. And uh, somehow Coach Mack got in touch with me, dude. And I was very honored to be one of the first guys to commit to the force. Uh, if you ever talk to Coach Mack, he'll tell you I've been a force member since day one, since uh, the A7 has been, ever been brought up, since the Jamboree, since all of this since the beginning of the Nevada division in general. Um, yeah, bro, I was just excited and honored to to be a part of something so special, knowing that it was like an expansion league and knowing like uh, the op- just the opportunity to put Vegas on the map. We get overlooked a lot in sports, especially football. So just like the opportunity to go across the fucking country and, and you know, showcase our skills was an honor and a blessing in itself. Um, it also brought a lot of opportunities for myself and other guys inside of our division. So, like I said, I appreciate Derek. I appreciate Coach Mack. And I'm excited for what the league is going to do in the future. Yeah, man, we're super happy to have you involved. And I didn't know we were in the first guys to get in, but I want to just express to you that there's there's something about a few of the guys on the force. It's different than most of the other football players around the country in this league that I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with y'all got real jobs and like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Like legitimately contributing members of society. I mean, Kurt, you are a, I'm not mistaken, a union construction guy. That's right. A union construction worker. Yes, sir. Work about shit. Eight to 12 hours a day. And that's it. Go and go to practice after. Yeah, so work and before. then put in work. There you go. So <laughs> can you kind of give us a rundown of what it looks like to take care of your body in a way that you can perform like that on a Sunday? Uh, Just, you know, working smart, pretty much. Pretty much working smart, not hard. Um, Really just going to the gym, eating the right foods, you know what I mean? Just taking care of your body, your health. Um trying not to do too much pretty much you know what i mean like don't go out there trying to be a star like if honestly if you're good it's gonna it's gonna come out regardless you know what i mean you don't have to go out there and try hard yeah but your bosses think you're a hard worker and a star so how do how do you right. how do you and keep I don't them impressed my work ethic <laughs> right I exactly do I'm like, i do work like, hard i want to yes, state do. that first i do work hard um really just commitment and being dedicated honestly to, to knowing what's like what opportunities could come and 
happily did come and um yeah just i just wanted more that's all that's all it really is you gotta want it in, in a sport like this especially with no freaking pads no helmets you mm-hmm. you got you gotta freaking want it you, you're gonna go out there and put your body on the line on sunday right. so mm-hmm. monday through saturday needs to be recovery you need to be in there I, I go to a chiropractor honestly i get massages every week um i don't know how you guys take care of your body but that that kind of stuff helps me out, especially being a laborer. You know what I mean. I'm shoveling, digging holes and shit. Right. I'm, I'm underground all the time. Uh, so yeah, the time I do have, I'm in the gym trying to get some field work in. Just just perfecting the craft. That's all. Well, I'm gonna tell both of y'all keep your shirt on because I'm I'm a little I, I'm tired of seeing y'all dudes without the shirts. <laughs> You're not the only one. Hey, so, I, was, I was. I was born like this. I ain't gonna lie. So it's just like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I think the very first time I ended up on the field with Kurt, I was like, man, you're a baller. Can you please cover up? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, right. hey man, you got to warm up. I warm up with no shirt every game. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I mess with you. Gonna be out there together, no shirt. <laughs> and I mess with you every time, right? Every time. All right, so uh, we we have a very unique situation in that Kurt has been invited out to an XFL tryout, and I have been invited by uh, one of the other gentlemen who is also trying out with Kurt, Trey Robinson, to be there with you guys to help you through the process, make sure, you know, you can remove the distractions, make sure you guys are good to go and have the best tryout possible. Tell me about your, your road to the XFL tryout. How did that come about? Um, honestly, uh, I was just sending out a lot of film. Once I first heard that they had a team in Vegas, once they announced their teams, I was really just reaching out to the league, to, to everyone, really. And I was sending my film out. And um, honestly, I got invited to one in April. I mean, in July, I got the invitation in April. But it was for a July combine showcase out there in Arizona. But I just had, I missed it. You know, life situations happened. And um, I was just so appreciative to look at my uh, email one day and see that they were given second chance opportunities for the people that did miss their, their invite. So um, yeah, I was honored to, and to know that Trey's coming along with me. It's gonna be, that's gonna be a great experience too. You know, that's my brother for sure. So regardless if he plays for the pit bosses, I love that guy. Well, look, and don't get it twisted. And Rachad, you'll get to understand this very soon. And you'll hear me talk about it every time we get together. I don't care who wins on Sunday's inner division. All I care is that we all get better as people and as players so that when we go to the playoffs, we're in the best position to win and to show out for Vegas. Oh, yeah. I'm the I'm staying away. And uh, I mean, me, me being, and I want to hit on this kind of a little bit, and you kind of opened the door there for that, Derek. So I will, um, you know. We hear Matt in his podcast talking about it's hard. He he has the hardest job because he's the play-by-play announcer. And he has to be unbiased. I'm much in the same position for the West Coast. I'm the play-by-play announcer. I have to kind of go into those games unbiased. And there's times when it's hard to do that because of the talent I see on the field. It gets me excited. But I have to keep that unbiased, at least in my head, unbiasedness so that I can call the game down the line and call it in the way the fans enjoy it as well. And that helps, I think, to bring an audience as well as having having that aspect as well. Somebody who knows how to be that unbiased mind, even if they have a little bit of bias 
personally when they're on mm-hmm. the air they don't they don't bring it and and i can't um and it's hard it is matt's matt's correct in that aspect it is hard as hell to do that because there are some of these teams that we're like dude these guys are just amazing mm-hmm. yeah i feel you I, i'm fortunate that i've never had to call a game outside of two, uh, a vegas team playing another vegas team or a vegas team playing an la team uh, when right. we are playing la teams i feel you casey i have to reel it back because of course, internally, I'm rooting for Nevada. I have a vested in, a vested interest. My my entire retirement is in this league right now. So absolutely, when, when Vegas wins, my pocket wins. Yeah, right. absolutely. And it's funny y'all say that because I mean, even as a player, uh, you know, prime example when I was playing against Patterson U in the Final Four. Uh, I mean, you, you knew right then and there, you know, that was the level of expectation that you was trying to get to, and you know, you saw from top to bottom, you know, what you was going to see and all of that good stuff. Even in Florida, um, as I ain't going to sit here and, you know, you know, bash the structure, but, you know, first year organization, team, like you're going to go through that. So I'm just going to, you know, put it like that. But even in the midst of that, like it was so much talent out there, young talent, ungroomed talent. So, you know, just like y'all guys are saying, like, you know, you, you see it and it's hard not to be, you know, biased when you, when you see an athlete and it's like, oh no, like he the one. You feel me? And if you the one, you the one. Like it is what it is. Whether they naturally got it or you know they put in the work, you know, it stands out. Yeah. So that that bring that brings us all the way back around to the conversation that I, I wanted to save towards the end. But we can go ahead and jump into that now. Casey, you had something you wanted to add to that. Oh, I was gonna say, um, I mean, absolutely seeing the talent level. Um and the talent that is in Nevada. Um, I would say the only thing that I I regret myself personally from a business standpoint is me personally not being able to get myself out to New Jersey to have that experience. Like, cause I watched those games and those games were awesome. My God, if I could have been there in some aspect to help call those games, that would have been amazing. Um, but being able to call, I know there's talked about possibly having some playoffs in Nevada and we can get into that in another episode if we need to. But, uh, you know, having some playoffs in Nevada, maybe, you know, I'll actually get the chance to call some playoff games. And that, too, is exciting to see the league grow in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't know what the future holds in that regard. But let's just sit it on record right now, Casey. You and I are available to call a playoff game, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, let's circle back then. Uh, so, Don, you made a very good point just now, like the level of talent that you saw when you went up against Patterson U. Curtis, when you went up against BIC, different than the snow truck. It's from what I see on the field and what I see about our league right now, we're, we're very much, I'd say, like college college football conference setup, where New Jersey is basically the SEC, Baltimore, the Big Ten, yep. LA and Vegas, maybe the Pac-12, and let's say uh, Florida and uh, Ohio the ACC, right? right Lots right. of talent up and down the board, but Rashad, you show up and there's two or three guys like you on your squad. Kurt, you show up three or four guys like like you on your squad that you would say maybe equal to you in talent and, and the way the way you're structured. But when you line up against Patterson U and you line up against BIC, not only do they have seven dudes with your talent level across the line in front of you, but six other people on the sideline with that talent too, is, is what I saw. Do you guys agree with that, or am, am I am I sponsored? 
Oh, Pat, you want to go first, or how you want to do it, bro? Um, well said. I don't. <laughs> I would say, man, you go first, bro. You go first. You go first. Okay. Well, my my experience, man, is just like you said. It is levels to it. So with the East Coast, with New Jersey and Maryland, you could tell that the the structure is intact. You could tell that the camaraderie is intact. You could tell that the the family is intact. You could tell that they've been in the league, you know, for years and years and years, and they finally got it together. You know, you could tell that they practice. You could tell that they fundraise. You could tell that they, you know what I'm saying? Even if they didn't do it, they make it look like they, they doing that, you know? So when you step on the field and you see them together, you know, you see them going through warm-ups, you see them going through drills, you see them huddling up, you see them lining up, you know, and they warm-ups, you know, hype, like, I don't know. That's just kind of the culture that I was embedded in. And that's what I saw when I got there. So when I played them, now, mind you, we're walking into the stadium in Florida one by one. You know, another person show up 10 minutes later, another like we won't we were never together. So I already knew we were defeated because they together. and We not, you know, that's where you lose and win right there. So I think that was the the biggest difference pertaining to just like the structure. When you talk about the talent, I'm gonna be honest, like the talent all the way across the board within the league, I think is, it's even, you know, it's, it's more so the structure and how you go about your organization and program that'll determine uh, a championship caliber team. And I think that's just in any league, at any level. You feel like it was the organization and togetherness of the team more so than the talent level. You feel like your Tampa A team, man for man, can match up with them man for man, but their camaraderie, their togetherness, their structure, how they practice together, how they knew each other is what the, the difference was between you and Patterson. Night and day. It was night and day. Because we brought the team, we brought a quality team because what, what people don't know is we put together like, you know, the best talent that we had in that division and brought them to the A-team. So athletically, we knew that we had the pieces, but yeah, the camaraderie, the structure, like we didn't practice at all. And I would show up on Sundays and, you know, go out there and just play. So but that ain't how you win a championship. You might win a few games like that, but winning the championship and bringing home 50,000, that ain't going to cut it. Yeah, we, we will all sit here and agree that talent alone only gets you so far. It's work ethic and, and putting it all together the right way that's going to create victory. So, uh, yeah. Kurt, do you mirror that sentiment or you got something different you want to say? Uh, no, nah, nah, he pretty much right. He pretty much right. Is they, they really a family out there down in New Jersey. Um, like I said, I mean, a lot of guys down here in Vegas, we've been playing together since we were little too. And unfortunately uh, for the force, we had like, man, half our fucking squad played together growing up. So it, it all came together down here. You know what I mean? But up there where a guy's been playing together for fucking what, seven to 10 years, mm -hmm. it gets a little bit tougher, you know, to, to stay organized, to just like really the energy. Um, for me, my experience, when we went out to New Jersey the first time to play Snow Tribe, we had, we knew that a team like that we can we can really compete with we can play with those guys um came out with a win next week we go out to delaware to play bic um you could tell like the energy was off like in warm-ups um the players their, their morale was down 
the energy was off. I'm trying to pump these guys up. No one's, no, it wasn't like the prior week. Like prior last week, I was pump, piping these guys up and they was ready. They, they had that, they had that energy. They returned that, you feel me? They was, they was had that vibe with them. Against these guys, we're like, oh shit, these guys undefeated. They're ranked number one in our in our division. Everything, oh shit, oh, oh. come on, guys, these guys are human just like us. All right, they they're human just like us. We had a lot of athletes on the force. We had a lot of athletes that matched up. I mean, look at what we had Gianni on fucking Ashanti Worthy the whole damn near the whole game, mm-hmm. and, and shut him down. <laughs> and he did a fucking hell of a job. He did right. a hell of a job. Five catches for twenty-five yards for the for the offensive MVP. I mean, that's that's yeah, lockdown if you ask me. That's that's what type of you feel me? That's what type of physicality and athleticism Vegas brings. But I mean, when it, when it gets to those trenches, when you gotta hit, hit every play, I'm talking about the line where you're hitting every damn play. Nobody wanted to fucking go up and hit hit variety every fucking play. Nobody what? Nobody wanted to go block. No, nobody wanted to do anything that line. The line, they, they, that's where you hold the biggest nuts. You got the biggest nuts on the line right there. I'm going to just right. say that. The DBs, everybody, or the receivers on both sides of the ball, it doesn't matter what team you're on. You, you guys are going to gonna have a game you're gonna, where you're good. You're going to have a game where you're bad. It's, right. That's just simple. But at the line, you got to hit every play. I can take Hashtag a playoff. I can mode. take a playoff. I can take a playoff every receiver. I'm going to jog because it's a run play. On the line, you can't jog because it's a run play or a pass play. Right. You, you can't take a playoff. So, yep. I mean, those guys out there, they and they understood that. And they were deep. They had, like, what, full fucking roster, 50 guys. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're traveling with 20 guys. So, hey, no, hey, strength in numbers. Yeah, <laughs> and, then they, and then they numbers. all celebrated in the end zone together. Hey, yeah. this, hey, this is disrespectfully, too. <laughs> yeah. Disrespectfully, but was an amazing clip that brought us all the awareness that we're all looking for. So yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. We, sorry we were the butt of the yep. joke, but at least we were in the joke and got an yep. opportunity to be there and got to be on that, TV and, and all right this there around Vegas. The put the force on for sure. For sure. Regardless of what the score was, that game put the force on. We got on ESPN. We weren't on the good side of it, but we were on ESPN. <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, that's all the fucking matters though. So so Kurt, I wanna I want to talk to you about something specific. I know the flight home, you got completely fucked, and I still apologize for Frontier's uh, ineptness on it, and I hope they made it up to you. But I want to talk about... Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com owners. That's a7fl.com owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. 
galvanization and camaraderie that everybody had after the loss. Mm. Like, I've never seen a bunch of men get their ass whooped like that and be so upbeat about the future, knowing, yeah, man, we, we lost that game because we weren't ready. We feel so good about what we're going to be able to do next season that we're going to party right now instead of being worried that we got whooped. What was your overriding feeling? I felt so good in that airport. Like, we were having, like, the best time after a loss, and I could not understand. <laughs> after getting our asses whooped, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, no. Um, honestly, for us, we were just happy for, like, just to have an opportunity to play the number one team in the league. You know what I mean? Like, not not everyone gets that opportunity into We've already made history. We were trying to make some more history. Unfortunately, we came up short. Um, but yeah, we, we're family. I mean, we're going to have a good time, whether it's a good day or a bad day. Unfortunately, that was a bad day, but hey, we're just trying to have fun, man. That's all it was. But to mirror your sentiment real quick, so just to kind of give you guys your props, I don't think Sterry threw two interceptions in any game all season. You guys had two picks. You had one return for a touchdown. Scored Correct. three touchdowns against them when other teams have been blanked by them by zero. I, mm -hmm. I want to say that you're likely right that the talent level we had was there and just our energy wasn't what it needed to be. Yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, I agree I mean, with that. I mean, we we what we went for fourth downs on multiple occasions where we we're damn near on what our own 15 yard line. We we're going for it on fourth down instead of putting. Uh, I'm not here to point fingers. We made a lot of mistakes. We knew to win, you had to play a mistake-free game, and we didn't do that, bottom line. And, and let me be the first to say that I take some responsibility in you guys not being prepared because when the flight availability came and to get you guys there and the rooms and everything and trying to pull that together, there was nothing available to us. Like, it was a nightmare. And to a man, you guys just said, you know what? We're here. We'll figure it out. Let's do it. We didn't get a chance to have a walkthrough for you guys. You know, the, the food that we got wasn't as nutritious as it probably should have been. I think we all learned lessons that day. I'm not I'm not, not taking anything away from BIC. Don't get it twisted. They were the better team that day. They deserved that win. But there's a lot of things that I could have done for you guys better. There's a lot of things that you guys could have done for yourself better. And you add those two things together, and we got a much closer game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, too. Uh, preparation was a big part of it. Uh, like... Like Rashad was saying earlier, we didn't we didn't practice. We practiced once a week, uh -huh. uh, compared to a team that's probably getting together what three, four, five maybe times a week. You know what I mean? They actually uh -huh. do. They actually do not practice. That's they one don't. Of the that came out. In, they, in the, they I was going to say that they literally come together on Sunday, and due to the <laughs> fact they have the chemistry, and it's kind of like uh, you guys in Vegas, Pat. Like they grew up together. One thing I realized about Patterson U, like that is a like legit community. Like all of them are like from like Patterson. So I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all really are like, it's a culture, it's a family. And yeah, I just wanted to, 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 to mention that, bring that out there. So, I mean, to our league, the division, everybody's on notice at this point. <laughs> everybody needs to have their shit together when it comes time to step out of our division. So that means we need to have our shit together within division so we can sharpen each other up. Every game needs to be a fight and not 
uh, not to detract from flag, we can't have flag rushes and flag uh, holes uh, that uh, that are opening up for, for running backs. There needs to be some aggression at the line so people get used to that. So when they get back east, they can take the game to them instead of letting the game come to them. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, it's amazing to hear your journey, Pat, in the playoffs because my, my journey was like the total opposite. <laughs> like, for one, ain't nobody pay for my flight, no nothing. Like, I had to literally drive, catch a train, bus, all the way to New Jersey. So, like, I got in the car wreck, like, totaled the whip, me and my girlfriend, my brother, you know what I'm saying, one of my teammates on you feel me? So it was just, like, so much tied into even me trying to get to New Jersey. By the time I got to New Jersey, like, I was burnt out, no bread, hungry, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, the whole nine. So, <laughs> no, I feel that, I feel that. I was, I was stranded one time, dog, like he said earlier, I was stranded. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, on the way back, dog. I stayed. I stayed out in Baltimore for an extra like three days, dude. Yep, same with me. I uh, <laughs> crazy. I had stayed in Manhattan. I had to go from Manhattan to New York. I mean, uh, New Jersey to play the game. After the game, I'm keeping the band. After the game, I kicked it with Patterson and you. Like all them Florida guys left me. It was me, my girl, and my little brother. Like they left. They left in their rental cars and whatever. Shit. I had to, I wanted to stay and watch BIC and, you know, the LA Aces. So I'm chilling up there with Huff, Dion, all of them. They treat me like family after stomping a mud hole in my ass. I'm just like, damn, like. They showing me more love than the guys that, you know, I came up here with. You know, and then and then from that point, I ain't gonna front like me, Huff, Dion, they coach, they staff, like they respected me. You know what I'm saying? They embraced me with open arms, and we just built a connection from there. Like I can go to Patterson U right now, and it's love. You feel me? And that's that's one thing that again I, I keep preaching about. You know that that way, like it's it's a it's a real brotherhood love. Yeah, they might beef within each other, but at the same time, they know how to come together like for the greater good for the league, for the division and all of that. So, you know, that was good to see on my end because that's how I am. I'm from North Carolina. So, you know, we got that, you know, real Southern hospitality type wave. So, you know, yeah. yeah. We're, we're kind of built like that out here. And I'm sure, Rashad, that's the re part of the reason you're coming. We we, look, we will fight with each other day and night. But when it comes oh, yeah. to try to test us as a group, like, whoa, 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 whoa. you can't talk shit about him. Only I can talk shit about him. Mm-hmm. Man, like, man. Oh, we ain't going to get into the the support level between Nevada and Florida, like, is light years. Everything that I'm getting here in Nevada, you feel me? All I was trying to do is implement that in Florida because I saw the vision, you know, year-round weather, the culture. But it's just like, I don't know. When you got certain people in certain positions, you know, certain people make that happen. And Shit, you making it happen, bro. For real, for real. And thank you for that. Rashad, do you want to talk about uh, how things are going for you on the job hunt, or are we going to save that for, for uh, a, a different time? 
Uh, we can talk about that now, man. So, man, Derek helped me with my, my resume. You feel me? And from there, I was applying for jobs. He helped me apply for jobs. But ultimately, you know, I took it on my end to apply for myself. After he helped me revise it, uh, Derek helped me revise it. From there, like, I picked up a six-figure job, you know, just off the strength of his knowledge and all of the trades and things I had on my resume. I just revised it. And now I'm, I'm turning down six-figure jobs. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, the connections and the networking in Vegas is night and day. Make stuff happen overnight. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Like my life literally changed overnight. And you talking about a guy, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I ain't never had no salary job. Like, you know, my whole life has been, you know, grinding, professional athlete, commission. So yeah, this, this beyond football, like this changing my life. So. Yeah, so Rashad, I'm, I'm gonna kind of sing your praises real quick. I, I mean, legitimately, you're talking a six figure opportunity from sleep, from sleeping on the street. So you legitimately went from zero to a hundred in, in the course of two years. So yes, sir, man, you're bringing yourself blessings. We're just happy to help out. And like, like what do you say? I ain't gonna be dancing in the videos, but I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can dance in my videos, bro. You deserve it. <laughs> my, my, my gritty's weak, but I can do anything else you want. <laughs> Uh, right on, right on. So, uh, all right. So let's let's talk about the uh, the upcoming season. So, uh -huh. obviously, Rashad Insomniacs, twenty two strong, coming for the fall. Kurt, we don't know uh, as a division owner what the forces position is for the fall. Uh, um, can I can I, can I can I state that I would yes. like to say that the force will not be participating in the fall. Mm. Uh, we okay. have decided as a whole. And, you know, just to look after our health and stay healthy and, you know, just start training and um, prepare ourselves for what really matters. And that's that national title in the spring. Mm. So um, the whole force will be using max conditioning. Um, and we'll, we will be there working out and preparing for March. Heard it there first, the bomb dropped. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all the new teams, you guys won't get a shot until the spring. So Kurt, now, Kurt, I need to uh, tell you about some new information, and I'll make the announcement here. There is a potential that for the Vegas fall season, we might be playing indoors in an arena version of the A7FL. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So we Let's got. We, would that be a dollar loan center? <laughs> uh, so the the reach out has been to dollar loan center, and they they're connecting me with the booking agent uh, on Monday. But they have uh, basketball and hockey that are happening simultaneously with our fall season. So I doubt it will be at the three. <laughs> but uh, there's also the Orleans. That's an option. Las Vegas indoor. We talked to a couple other folks, but we'll see how it all comes together. Uh, and see if it happens. And if it does, I want to take the season indoors, uh, obviously for fans, for the players, you know, being in a better weather situation, but add a different element to the game of playing in the arena version with dashboards and being indoors and the shortened field and the quick scrap scoring. 
actually came up with the revised uh, rule set to to make it for indoor. It takes care of the throw off, uh, takes care of what happens when balls go out of bounds. So that's all been established and written. And we got the league permission to go ahead and do it. So uh, that's if lit. That, if that, if it happens, I will certainly let everybody know. But it could be a lot of fun and a different look and potentially what I hope will be the norm for the fall. So we might have a fall arena season that's, you know, all fans into an indoor game and then the spring outdoor season and run both every year. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, there, there are some guys from the fours that you may see on other teams in the fall um, just to get that experience and just to get that feel for the game again. Mm-hmm. But, um, for the most part, as a whole, as a team, the force will not be playing. All right. But that does that does sound interesting. The arena, that sounds fun. If we can pull it off, it will be an absolute fucking good time. I was gonna say that sounds exciting. <laughs> like I, I was on a plane after we came up with this idea for three hours, and I literally sat there and wrote a business plan and the rules while I was on the plane. I could not put the damn thing. Excuse me, could not put the damn thing down. I'm so, here for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. All right, so the other big news that uh, I'm going to drop here because it got dropped publicly at our coaches meeting is one of our advisors with the A7FL, Dr. Jen Welter. And Matt, when you go to do this, if you need to cut this out, if it's not public, feel free. But Dr. Jen Welter has been hired as the linebackers coach for the Vegas XFL team. Okay. We have... There we Jen- go. We have in our midst a actual coach for the X7 for the XFL who is involved with the A7FL. Talk about a pipeline. That is nice. So, Kurt, I like your ch- I like your chances with your tryout. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, I like I liked it. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Now, hopefully, man. Um, hopefully, I get to stay home with that. You know, that's everything going on with that. Um, I mean, every they say that if you do make it housing and meal plans are paid for so but i just want to stay home <laughs> yeah i think i saw the pay structure you can get up to like 80 90,000 with bonuses as a standard contract for them for for the guys who aren't signing the star contracts right but I Bro, yeah. yes i was i was looking at that and there's some great incentives to go with that league that's beautiful man and, and that's got to be interesting for a guy like you Kurt. i'm gonna touch on that again and even for you rashad i mean you working a union job eight to 12 hours a day, you definitely have the t- potential to be making hundred K at a regular job right. to play, to play in the XFL. You have to kind of step away from that. Cause they're going to require your attention three to five days a week. Right. Hey man, right. And, uh, that's a commitment I'm willing to make. <laughs> right, right. That, that's, that's the dream, right? Playing pro football and getting paid for it. But, I mean, see, yeah. me on, see me on my end though. I'm, I'm a little bit on the, the uh, outside end of that, like pertaining to XFL, NFL, like I've I've had my journey in that, had my share of opportunities as a youngin, and um, I don't know, it's just something about the the A seven NFL as well as the market, um, the network, the style of game. Also, I'm 32 years old, so like realistically, uh, you talking about XFL, NFL, any any league of that nature. Um, it's championship or bust. Um, uh, playing at that level, at that speed, at that physicality, uh, NFL is not for long. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, being 32 and expecting to make an XFL roster, NFL roster, it's like, I'm not really, like, that's not my main goal. You know, my main goal is to, you know, be the franchise of Dan Samuels, hold it down for the Nevada division and the A7FL and, you know, keep the market going. Yeah, that the- it, that is a very, very interesting take. I, I don't think I ever would have expected someone of your talent level to on, on air say, you know what, I'm about this A7FL thing. I don't see a future in the larger leagues, the the more popular leagues. I want to stick here and see this through. I mm-hmm. wonder hey. how many other guys in our league have that same outlook because that gave me chills. Be yeah, absolutely. I was I was going to say I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, there's. I wouldn't have expected to hear that from an A7FL player live on air, um, but to hear that that just that just shows what the A7FL is doing and that they're doing something right. If there are players within the league that go, you know what? I don't, I don't care about that XFL and that NFL. Like that's not for me. This is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. I want to be the franchise player, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, whatever it is of this league and of this team and build this team and see it through like that. That's got to excite, not just us for the Western divisions, but the whole league as a whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you got to think, man, the, the market is wide open for this style of play. You know, if you have any, you know, star power, talent, you know, within this league, man, you know, that's endorsements, sponsorships, networking, marketing, all of that is going to open up. Like, that's what it allowed for me, like, within the league to, to be able to network with New Jersey, to be able to move to Florida and play in a year and then to ultimately be West Coast. I mean, Shoot, that should let you know right there. You know, the opportunities there, you just got to go go out there and get it. Yeah, the, the prospect of being a superstar in the A7FL for guys that are on the fringe and and could potentially make an NFL team, but you're going to be an end-of-the-roster guy. Huh? Or maybe you can flash and get, you know, become one of those superstars, but huh? your chances of being the star in the A7FL is much stronger, and star power of being in the a7fl with the attention we have from social media and the networking opportunities you talked about that that actually is a really good point and if you you're here and you grow with us and the fan base grabs onto you the way they're grabbing onto guys like pac who's a social media actual absolute fucking giant now thank you pac man for putting us on and putting us on your social media there's so much you can do to monetize that and we we are trying to figure out as a league how to help you guys do that. And my time with Matt Ryan is going to educate me on how to help every well, the guy. Stars, got, the the stars got to stay. That's, right. that's the thing. Stars right. like, you uh, know, me and Pat, we got to hold it down and, and, you know, really embrace it. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, I ain't saying fuck the NFL, but it's like, nah, like, fuck the NFL, fuck the XFL. I mean, really, they the competition, if you really look at it. So it's like, hey, either you all in or you all out. Like, I'm all in with this shit, you feel me? Yeah, I do. And I do. I'll I'll even speak on the networking. I mean, kind of a little bit. Um, you put out that filler, Derek, back whenever that was for you know looking for a broadcast guy to come in and maybe do the broadcasting for the games. I had literally maybe two months, three months, maybe max before that, just officially signed all my DBA paperwork for my business 
and started actually launching my internet radio business, I saw this and I went, the first time I saw it, I went, no, there's no way. They're not even going to give me a blink of an eye. And mm -hmm. let's see, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I saw it again and I went, Jesus, this looks so fun. This looks so amazing. This could be what my business needs to launch. Mm -hmm. But again, no, I'm not big enough. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I know I have the talent, but I'm all, we're always our own biggest critic. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not talented enough for that. I saw it a third time and I went, you know what? I've seen this three times in the past week or two. Like I've got to do something here. Let's just reach out. And from there, the ball started rolling and mm -hmm. boy, I'm glad it did. And I'm glad, I'm glad I got the opportunity because it's been a hell of an experience and I love it. It has helped me grow better as a broadcaster. It gives me a, just something else to add to that resume of a style of ball I can call. I've never called seven on seven before. That was obvious. And some of the first few games I called, I didn't even know how to start the, the call of the plays because the quarterback doesn't take a snap. I'm like, whoa, what the is this? Right. This no, is right. crazy. But then once once I once I actually got the rhythm, I, I mean, my talent shows through. Um, but that was I mean, that just speaks to the networking. Like even that in itself, if I would have never reached out, that opportunity would have never came. I would have never met Derek. I would have never yep. became a part of this. And now I'm yeah. I'm thrilled to be a part of this, and I'm not going nowhere. At least I yeah. hope I'm not. And when, when, so, Casey, how many times did I tell you no before we, before I got you on board? Hmm. Well, I know one time we had talked, and it was kind of like, a, okay, yeah, maybe this is going to happen. And then you reached out, and you're like, nope, not going to happen. Sorry, just not going to. We have a national partner or whatever. And I'm like, cool. And I reached out. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yep, nope, sorry, just not this season, not going to happen. And then he reached out. I think it was the second or third game of the season. He's like, okay, we no longer have a national partner for whatever reason. Um, can you be here on Sunday? And I'm like, shit, it's Tuesday. Yeah, I can be there. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is my, the reason I brought that up, it speaks to the persistence because we're talking about guys who didn't end up in the in the professional ranks like they wanted to. And here we, you've been told no, no, no. But your perseverance and deciding to come back and stick with it to where you're at today in this opportunity of the A7FL helping us grow it and helping us grow you. So we're all like, Absolutely. That, right? we've all been told no a thousand times. Absolutely. You don't take no for an answer. We keep fighting. And here we are. Yep. And that's good. I think that's what's honestly going to help this thing grow is because we're a bunch of people that are stubborn headed and aren't going to take no for an answer. We're not just going to sit down the first time we hear no. You're going to have to tell us no a million times before we finally say, you know what? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I got to say, as good as this podcast is, we, we, we haven't had very much laughter on ours like they do on the three-on-one. We're going to need to punch up our uh, comedy skits here, Casey. We're, I'm, I'm a little Absolutely. concerned. We're losing the audience. <laughs> We're going to be losing the audience. <laughs> enough laughter in this piece. Yeah. Nah, I definitely understand that. <laughs> Absolutely. All not to tell jokes. <laughs> it, the funny thing is, I used to be a stand-up comedian, so you'd think I would know how to make this shit go, but here we are. Okay. <laughs> here we are. All right, so, uh, gentlemen, I want to first of all say thank you both for being on. Is there anything specific that you wanted to express? Uh, we looks like we lost Pac for a minute. Hopefully, he'll jump back. So, Rachad, is there anything specifically you wanted to get in the open air while while we're here and we have you? Um, man, it's just an honor and a privilege to, for one, uh, play the game that uh, saved my life. Uh, it's definitely a therapeutic and um, stress reliever for me, but to be able to do it at this level, um, in the climate 
where ultimately I wanted to, you know, kind of retire and settle down in the West Coast. Um, you know, it's an honor. And, uh, you know, these past few years has definitely been, you know, Derek, as you know, it's, <laughs> it's been one. So, you know, like I told you, like this, this year is personal, you know, for me. It was kind of like, you know, restitution, uh, you know, just, just coming back and, you know, taking everything that, you know, I deserve. So uh, that's what Vegas is going to get from me. That's what the league is going to get from me. That's what the assignments is going to get from me. And I'm just eager and ready to, you know, come down. I'll be down next week uh, moving in uh, and, and just, just, just ready to get going, get the ball going. Uh, it's going to take a little time, you know, patience is a virtue, but, you know, at the end of the day, just, you know, you know, as the franchise, um, the squad in the group chat, you know, they're eager, they're ready to get things going, they're excited. Um, and one thing I am looking at is that 0-6, just know that that won't happen this year. I, I can vow that. No, no, no. You guys can go 4-1. Four and, four and one. <laughs> 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 hey, he, hey, he came out of nowhere with that. <laughs> he came out of nowhere. That's what's up, though. Hey, and hey, hey, man, it's, it's all love too. Um, it with, is, bro. With all yeah, it is all love, and we expect um, you to be here, bro. We're nah, happy exactly. to have you. Nah, likewise. And it's crazy. Um, pit bosses. So Keenan, my cousin. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, go ahead yeah? and put that on the air. And I used to play for Bartley, so like. You know, I know some people out there. You feel me? The energy, okay. you know, it's definitely real. So yeah, yeah, it's all love. You know, this way, um, always uh, Vegas first. Everybody, and we gonna hold it down as a as a division for sure. Ever shot as as the play by play broadcaster, I will say, I hope you come out. I hope you show out and give me a reason to call your fucking name. I love that shit. My God, my God, of course. <laughs> so funny story. And I, I, I'm like Corey Hammond over here. I'm always going to talk about myself when the opportunity presents itself. So <laughs> I actually know Keenan because he and I both played for Coach Donnie my last season playing semi-pro. So okay. I was the quarterback that, and Keenan was my slot receiver. And we, we really got real cool during that process. So when the opportunity came for the league, Donnie and Mac were the first two cats I reached out to because they were the two guys that coached me. And I'm like, look, I need to put a team together. I need you guys to be my coaches. And then when the league finally reached back and said, no, you got a division, I was like, all right, I need you to coach team. I need you to coach team. Right. So that's how that came together for me. But it's cool that you're Keenan's cousin, man, because that, that's my dude. I, I love that right. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 little cousin, 2.0. Gonna get a little bit more. You already know. Well, and then the other side, yeah, the, the other side of that is uh, we haven't talked about it on on air here, but I have been uh, offered a seat on the board for the Las Vegas Kings that Keenan plays on for uh, Arena. So okay. it's all full circle, man. So I'm I'm teaching him, or we're supposed to get together so we can talk about whether he wants me to uh, coach him up at quarterback position. There's some things that I see technical technical deficiencies in his game that you know, as a running quarterback. It serves him well when he goes to run, but when he has to stop and throw, you know, there's some things that I've seen that we need to straighten out on him. So I'm hoping he and I can get together and we can work that out. So Yeah, you might be too, though, man. Come on now. But look, I, I put it out there. Any, anybody who would be interested in some quarterback coaching from me, I'm happy to give you my, the knowledge from my perspective. 
I've, I've only been a quarterback coach for one season in my life, and that was my last year of semi-pro because I threw my I threw my shoulder out. So they had me quarterback coach the guy underneath me, and it worked out very well. So I okay. feel like I, I got something to offer, but you know, it's up to you guys to decide whether you want it or not. But I'm here for that. I just, uh, I just want to put on the air that um, in the springtime, I will be playing a little bit of quarterback myself. Oh shit! Okay. And oh. Uh, yeah, that's uh, no. Yeah, Curry, you drop you dropping bombs tonight, dog. Hey man, I'm just hack with the bombs. Know what's going on, bro? I got some good plans, bro. Listen, and this is not like I don't want to, you know, say too much, but I feel like I can be an MVP. Mm. Look, you were already look, let's be real. You were already there. So would you so, be mad if you was the co MVP behind me? I wouldn't be mad. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Hey, and you know what? Hard work beats talent when talent fares to show up. So listen. Yeah. Hey, we both yeah. got to work hard, brother. I'm, I'm excited to play with you, play against you. Yeah. And let's, hey, let's make this division very, very competitive for those LA guys and those guys up north. Yep, I got it. I, I love think that's it. what we're all here for. Yeah. So I, I love being. Cool. I love being on air with smart people. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, Kurt, uh, parting uh, conversation, parting shots, uh, anything you want to get out in the air besides the two bombs you already dropped? Um, I'm just excited, bro, for uh, for the spring because that's when I will actually get back on the field with the A7. Um, I'm, I haven't decided if I want to. I'm going to say this. I'm If I decide to play fall, I'll be with the pit bosses. Okay, that 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 All is right. another very large bomb. So yeah, if there I you decide, go. Decide, bomb right decide to play ball, I'll be playing with the pit bosses with Trey and Bartley. Um, but I haven't decided yet, and practice is coming up pretty soon, so a decision will be made even sooner. Wow! 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 Yeah, absolutely! Wow! All right, so pack. I just got to say, you know, Daniel Packer is a little upset that you stole his nickname, so I'm going to start calling you Three Bomb. Listen, <laughs> listen, I've been, I've been Curtis Pac-Man Jones since the fifth damn grade. Was, that, right. was, was that after, that. Uh, was that after uh, Pac-Man? Uh, Adam Jones. Adam Jones, okay. A absolutely, absolutely, dude. And I, I've been the Pac-Man since, and I, I'm not going to let, I want to say this to Daniel Packer on live, bro. I want to say this on live. My stats has proven me to have this name. Your stats haven't proven you to have that name. So we, fired. Hey, oh, shots hey, we fired. Call, we, we're going to call you D-Pac. We call you D-Pac. D-Pac, Daniel Pack. Oh, I, I love it. I, I am the Pac-Man. I want to make that known. Shot, shots no, fired right at D-Pack from the pac <laughs> And it's all go. love. And he knows it's all love. You know, we play flag together, but hey, I'm the real deal. And I'm just say that. Well, you are the truth, man. So uh, as we're getting out of here, I just want to touch on something real quick. Kurt, I don't know if you heard that uh, you did get honorable mention on the national level for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, one of the things we talked about on our uh, previous podcast is you got honorable mention and they barely fucking mentioned it. Which is the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. So I just want to say congratulations on 
helping us put Vegas on the map, but equally important, putting yourself on the map to the point where the league recognized you, the fans recognized you, the force and the votes that they got in the fan vote was surprising to the point that the league reached out to me and said, hey, what are you guys doing with these votes right now? This is the, the information is coming in weird. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, listen, um, and that's just the support of the community, bro. That's exactly. that's the type of that's the type of love you get down here in Vegas. And um everyone, even outside of the football community, outside of the A seven community, they want to see Vegas win. So that's all that really is. And uh I do appreciate all the fans and everyone from the Forest organization for you know helping me get to where I am today. Yeah, I can definitely attest to the the test of what you said, Pat, because I, I haven't even landed in Vegas yet. I mean, the, and the support and love has been unmatched from uh, Vegas. I mean, all the way from a North Carolina. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely love that way for sure. Uh, yeah, for real, man. And uh, it's a huge community to be a part of. And uh, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm excited to see you down here, bro. I can't wait to meet you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Casey, do you have any parting shots or uh, information you want to get on the air before we say goodbye? Um, no, I do have some things going on within my radio station. Um, I've kind of used YouTube as a launching point for that. They can find me by KHLC Internet Radio Network on YouTube. I might have some uh, interesting interviews coming up, to say the least, um, as part of that. So. Post it and make sure you share it in the show comments so that people want to find you and see what else you're doing because you're doing some really in important and interesting things that are not football related that everyone should know about. Absolutely. I agree. Well, I want to thank all three of you guys for being taking time on a Saturday to come together and give up your a part of your evening to spend some time with us to help us uh, get the word out and grow this thing. Uh, you as I always say, you guys are the best part of the A7FL and definitely the best part of the A7FL Nevada. I appreciate you for all the energy that you bring to us and the love you show. And I cannot wait to help you blow up. Oh yeah, likewise, man. It's an honor. Yeah, I appreciate it, Derek. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Casey, you got a sign off? You got a sign off we come up with yet or are we just gonna kind of let it fly? Uh, I think we'll just kind of let it fly. We need to come up with one though, I agree. Definitely need to do. So I'll just I'll just sign off with Vegas versus everybody. Y'all have a great night.